Persistence ecosystem community call of this year. Uh, bear with me until we get our speakers on board. Um, in the meantime, sit back and relax. Grab yourself a coffee. Grab yourself a drink wherever you are listening from, and we will be back in a few minutes. Thank you. Sure. If you want to start, Michael, I can check with Clemens as well. Yeah, shouting. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I think there could be some voice delay from my side because my VPN is on, but I'll I'll just start and, and if we face any issues, I'll turn it off. Uh, but yeah, uh, thanks. Thanks everyone for joining and uh, it's definitely been a long week for everyone, I, I believe. And uh, with the latest Ledger news, I think it's definitely gotten a bit bit longer than, than what it was before this. But thanks for joining in. Uh, we have a lot of updates to share. I think this week, uh, this last the last few weeks have been very action packed. The year itself has been a, a very long year and and very exciting year. I think we've done a lot of things. Uh, we've built a lot of things. the The goal for us was to learn from everything we've been doing since twenty nineteen to like you know end, end of twenty twenty two. We learned a lot from that. Uh, we built a lot this year. We shipped a lot, and uh, the idea is to ship even more as as we proceed and then go into 2024 and but at the same time I, I think the goal for 2024 for persistence as an ecosystem is to really become uh big and have adoption traction have a lot of users uh, who enjoy using the applications that exist on the chain so uh it's, it's gonna be an interesting call i'll i think we have uh four speakers today we have a Yaren, who's the director of product at persistence labs we have tashar who's the ceo and founder mark who works on the PSTEC engineering team uh, and, and myself, I'll be moderating today. Uh, and so I think you've met both Tushar and Yaren a lot of times now, but Mark is probably somebody you guys might not have met. So I'll just uh, let you introduce yourself quickly, Mark, and then we can proceed. Sure. Thank you, Mikhil. Hello, everyone. I'm Mark. I'm based in Barcelona. As Mikhil said, I'm part of the uh, persistence engineering team. I'm specifically working very close to the core functionality of PSTEC. Um, I come from a Web2 background uh, where I started uh, doing some research and research groups and then I transitioned into some big companies such as Amazon and so on. Then I joined uh, Persistence at the beginning of the year, so I've had the chance to, to experience how great the environment is, which is great. And then, uh, as you guys will see during the rest of the call, um, all that has been that achieved during the year, which is, which is amazing. We've done a lot of things. So that's me real quick. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you all and be here and, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Uh, yeah, so I think going into the, the year itself and, and maybe before we go and in, uh, dive into things, uh, the best thing for me to do would be to lay down the agenda for today. So we're going to talk about the latest developments to begin with, some of the things that, that's been happening recently. And uh, after that, we'll go into some, some governance related discussion. So we have Clemens here. 
uh, who uh, you know Yaron recently put out a forum post uh, on on the persistence forum talking about using crypto crews uh, crypto crew you know uh, working with crypto crew to collaborate on getting ICA and IBC relayers for uh, for a few you know chains persistence and a few other chains like Cosmosis, Cosmos Hub itself, DYDX and and some others. So uh, we'll also talk about that proposal. Uh, and I know it's it's quite late, you know, uh, obviously we messaged Clemens to to join this call today. So he already has some some other things planned. So we'll uh, try to, uh, you know, get him to talk about that proposal uh, early on in the session. And then if we still have questions, I think we can the forum post went live last night, so there's still a lot of time for discussion, and and you know anybody who has questions can jump in on on the forum and ask those questions. After that, we'll talk about the developments from the year. I do wanna talk about the highlights of the year that everybody has uh, seen, and then we'll go into uh, what's what's gonna happen uh, next. We have some exciting products launching. We have some exciting features going live on on the applications that exist on the chain today. Uh, we've had a lot of you know things around proposal 853 on the cosmos hub which was the 600k atom allocation proposal we have other things like xprd for dexter so so there's a lot of things to talk about and cover so we'll go into all those things one by one uh so before all of this actually i would want to bring tashar on and uh, maybe tashar if you want to start share, share a few words from your side of uh, anything that you want to talk about uh, feel free to yeah uh Thank you, Mikhil. I think high-level speaking, what I've ascribed to as a philosophy is what Naval Ravikant talks about, which is, you know, if you can build and if you can sell, you're going to be successful. And uh, you talked about the last couple of years. I would say 2022, 2023 was more in the context of building. And I would say, especially in the last couple of months, I think we've focused or we've, in addition to building, started focusing on selling uh, as well. So I think that's, and this is something that's not new. I think we've kind of talked about it on other community calls. Um, high level speaking, you know, what does building and selling equate to in the context of a crypto company or a crypto project? One is product development, which is your ability to ship things from an engineering and a product perspective. And the second is community engagement, which is a combination of marketing, BD, um, uh, and and overall, uh, you know, uh, engagement with the community as a whole. So I think those are the two big things. What do those two things need? You need a strong team. And I think uh, over the last, I would say, especially six, seven quarters, uh, so especially post the Terra fallout, in Q2 of 2022, a lot of the focus for persistence has been inwards, where what we've done is built strong foundations uh, for the project. What does that mean? So, you know, I think, and these are things that, you know, people usually don't talk about, especially in the context of crypto, but, you know, high level, you are building in public, building in public, an early stage technology company is not easy and and it you know building an early stage you know technology company has its unique challenges building in public in the open source world you know has its own challenges and uh, you know as as the leader of uh, you know persistence you're sort of um you know dealing with both the things at the same time uh, which is tough uh, so 
I would say 2020, 2021 was very external focus uh, for persistence. 2022, 2023 was more sort of inward looking to be able to you know, build the foundation. So, you know, having a great all-star team, you know, we like to think of ourselves as, as a sports team and we operate that way with a big focus on, you know, physical health, mental health as a way to win um, at persistence. We believe in having quote-unquote all-stars at all levels within the company and then creating a well-oiled machinery so that, uh, you know, those all-stars can coexist uh, in harmony and actually make sure that uh, the sum uh, of the all-stars is greater than the bar. Uh, greater than the path so you know things like ego and stuff like that not coming in and and causing issues which from my experience of having been in the industry for seven years um i know that ego is the cause of you know, a lot of teams falling apart a lot of projects becoming unsuccessful so at persistence what we try to do is build for the long term and so the decisions that we make uh, in terms of setting policies in terms of uh, hiring in terms of setting up of team structures um, the development life cycles that's optimized for the long term. Uh, so I think, th- and and I think for me at least, um, you know, as founder and as the CEO of Persistence, I think that's been the big learning point as well. Where uh, there's a difference in terms of uh, product building, which is what most early, you know, early stage technology companies, early stage crypto companies do, and there's a difference in organization building or company building um which comes you know after that uh so i feel for persistence especially in 2023 you know there's been a big transition in terms of uh of, of course we've had product rollouts which yaron mark and others from the team will talk about in terms of sdk atom going live sdk osmo going live um uh, dexter uh, going live but i think outside of that what we've focused on in a big way in in 2023 which in a lot of cases does not get enough mention um within the industry but i feel is equally important is 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 company building which is you know more in the context of hr so you know having good employee engagement offsites things like that making sure that you know it's a well-oiled machinery having uh, good compliance practices you know uh, ensuring your financial books are in order again and it can keep going you know on and on um, and then, of course, when you overlay that with being able to develop products in a strong way, being able to, um, you know, the capability that we've had and we're still continuing to build in terms of being able to sell those products um, in a strong way, then you have the makings of a very successful project, which is what we've endeavored to do, um, you know, over the last few years that we've been building persistence. Uh, so in that context, I think the last thing to add from my perspective is that um, I think historically speaking, um, and when I say historically, I think I would say, you know, 2020, 2021, 2022, um, a lot of that was driven, you know, by myself. But I think what I think one of the other big achievements for 2023 is, you know, my ability to create leaders, um, leaders within the team at persistence as well. and. You know, I think, um, uh, you know, Mikhil has you know, proved himself and, and leveled up time and again. He's done a phenomenal job. Uh, we haven't talked about it too much externally, but, uh, you know, he got promoted to 
uh, being uh, the chief strategy officer at uh, Persistence. Um, uh, we haven't talked about it externally again, but you know, will at this, you know, at some point. Um, but we are in getting promoted to director of product and 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 really leading the charge uh, from that perspective. Uh, so I think today we have a strong leadership team where uh, there's you know Mikhil driving things on the community side, Yaron driving things on the product side, uh, which allows uh, me to think you know bigger and 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 make you know bigger bets. So I think it's become a nice structure uh, over a period of time, and uh, and I think that structure allows for uh, for even greater success. So. Uh, of course, sometimes externally these things don't get reflected adequately, um, and uh, you know, crypto ultimately is a very sentiment-driven industry. But as builders in the space, the objective is to distance yourself, or um, um, maybe distancing is not the right word, but you know, keeping that laser focus on building. Uh, as opposed to getting distracted by, you know, the externalities. I think that's one of the biggest roles uh, for me as well. Um, and that's something where, you know, where you keep your head down, you keep pushing hard. Um, and, and I think you know, crypto is one industry where those efforts, once you put them, they get recognized externally fairly quickly. Uh, so I think that's been the other, I would say, you know, big win or, or kind of, you know, something that stands out for me. Uh, for 2023. Yeah, well, that's uh, definitely a very good, uh, you know, introduction uh, and, and a good talking point. Uh, very, very interesting points, actually. I think the point about building a company is something most people in this industry don't even talk about. I think it's all about community building in a way. Uh, but it's, uh, I think there needs to be a fine balance between focus on community building and, and company building. I think the fact that we focus on company building allows uh, Persistence Labs to keep shipping out products. Uh, but if you do not have a community, then what's the point of shipping those products? So uh, finding that balance is something, you know, uh, we've definitely talked a lot about internally and, and want to figure out ways to do that because... Uh, uh, and you know the outcome of those things is, is is what we see in the last few weeks. If you look at the things that have happened on the persistence chain, for example, bringing USDC on on Dexter, USDT on Dexter, bringing DYDX token on Dexter, uh, proposal eight fifty three on the Cosmos Hub. Uh, th those recent developments, if you look at them, they are all uh, about community building in a way and and traction. So for for us, I think Yarun, maybe you could talk about the latest developments that that we've seen on on. The persistence chain, the ecosystem, uh, P stake, Dexter, and maybe then you know also talk a little bit about the governance activity happening at persistence because I think uh, for a very long time the persistence chain did not have a like you know was there weren't a lot of governance proposals. Now that I look at it, there's too many governance proposals and and it's probably hard for people to keep track of things. So uh, very curious to you know hear you know what you think have been really good developments on most recently and and what's exciting as well yeah sure um i mean i, I think from my perspective as someone who's kind of focused most of his time like internally like on the on the product side like together with the, the team in the trenches like really uh, figuring out how each of the products should work uh, independently but also like uh co like in coexistence with with the other products um i think what's what's kind of became clear this year is that like uh, we actually do have a really good team kind of put together and that's able to 
collaborate in, in various ways. And <clears throat> it's been really nice to see how we kind of have all leveled up to to deliver things in a very consistent manner, you know, like uh, previously, um, I mean, we, we did deliver uh, stuff, but often like our, our roadmap got delayed or we didn't uh, de deliver like what we what we kind of committed to. Uh, but this year, I think if you look at our roadmap and like what we actually delivered, it's um, it's pretty close. And of course, like you can't always fully say, look, for next year, we're going to build all of this and then actually do that because things change and you have to adapt and, and, uh, and kind of switch switch context and switch gears very, very often. Uh, but I do think we got like pretty close. And um, most importantly, I think is just to, to see that the team has the ability to adapt and act quickly to kind of whatever decision is, is made on, on the product side. And um, that's, I think, to me is like my main con like observation from like 2023 is that we got really strong on, on that side, um, which is very cool to see. And I, I guess more recently you can, <clears throat> sorry, you can see those things like with how, how we ship things and how quickly uh, things are actually going. Um, like more recently, um, I think on the, um, on the core one side, like we've done a few, a few chain upgrades. And then previously that was always, um, a bit of a bit of work and like communication and it took a while and the chain was down for for a couple of minutes sometimes an hour or whatever to to kind of upgrade a chain now with all the things we've put in place um whether that's communication with validators whether that's pre-checks and and, and checklists etc like we've gotten down to like upgrades happening very very fast i think the quickest upgrade was somewhere under two minutes um on testnet i think it was even even less um, so it's really impressive to see like how we kind of pull that off as, as a team and because it kind of involves a lot of different players. Um, so that's, that's truly exciting for, for me to see. And I do still think there's room for improvement. And that's, I, I think what I really thrive on is to, to know that there's always like room for improvement and, 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 um, that we all kind of love to work towards that as well and kind of, uh, see, uh, learn, and then kind of adapt, uh, like adopt to any like challenges we we come across, and kind of overcome overcome those, and uh, like along the way. So that's been really cool to uh, to see. I think um, don't really want to go into like specifics yet of like what what we've delivered. I think we'll go through that uh, in a little bit. Um, but yeah, um, to mention on your point of the the governance. Um, I actually quickly checked before this call because I, I I had the same impression like wow a lot of things go to governance now and so before 2023 uh, I think we had 10 proposals in total um, even though the chain has been live for for quite a while and then in 2023 itself we've actually had more than 30 like valid proposals that actually have gone through uh, so that's excluding some of the spam proposals that we unfortunately had um, but yeah so that's a a huge number I think and then of course it's still different from from some other chains where there's even more activity um but i think there is such a thing as like too much governance as well um but um, i think it's actually very nice like the way it is now like there's always something for xprt stakers to kind of look at and like be involved with and like uh, stay stay active within the community to to look at these proposals interact understand what's going on uh, so i do think that's um that's nice to see um and actually with with that i think um um yeah, it's, it's just clear that um, that the XPRT stakers have that um, kind of uh, interest in like what's happening, and then the traction is growing. Like we've seen it on various products, um, and that's also one of the reasons that that uh, on the Dexter side, so the the Dex, 
Um, it's now actually going through governance. I think the proposal is, is about to pass uh, tomorrow. Uh, but Dexter governance will also move to uh, to XPRT uh, governance, actually, which is to me super exciting so that we actually have a super tightly aligned like Dex as part of the uh, persistence ecosystem. Uh, so now we have the, the ecosystem consisting of a, a Dex and a liquid staking protocol, uh, which I think is super unique in the industry. And uh, yeah, it sets us up for, I think, uh, greater greater things uh, to come uh, in the next few months on, on which we'll touch uh, shortly. Um, maybe I'll, I'll pause here and, and kind of hand it over back to you, Mikhail, to introduce one of the latest like uh, governance or like community-driven proposals uh, is the one with, um, with uh, Crypto Group. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Yaron. I think uh, there were a lot of things and, and I'm going to come back to most of them. But before we go to Crypto Crew, I think just a, a small point that I would also want to highlight here. So uh, when we first started building Dexter, the idea for Dexter was Persistence Labs would work with uh, third party teams to build out Dexter. So there was a team uh, writing the smart contracts. There was, there was another team that was uh, working solely on the front ends. Uh, but over time, uh, the realization was that it's best if, if most of the efforts are driven through the persistence community itself, uh, community aligned, you know, through XPRT. So uh, over time, th that's kind of what has led to this proposal as well. And the proposal, uh, if you're not familiar with it, uh, is basically where you as an XPRT holder staker, you can participate in decision making on the Dexter application. So. Uh, what makes it unique is also the fact that if you look at governance uh, within Cosmos, most uh, governance happens at the module level where you can change certain parameters at, at a module level. But here, for the first time, a Cosmos-based application is going to be, you know, which is separate from persistence chain governance itself. Is So a Cosmos-based uh, application on the persistence chain is going to be governed by XPRT, which is what Yarin means when he says, you know, it's it's aligning XPRT stakers, holders with Dexter, and and they have the best interests for Dexter in, in their minds and their hearts, and and so you know, and, and the other way around is also true. So that's that's quite an interesting thing to look at. Uh, going back to to the other proposal or the other discussion that we have ongoing right now, which is the collaboration with Crypto Crew for guaranteed drilling SLAs. So we have Clemens here, who's been a part of cosmos for a long time he you know uh, he, he runs crypto crew uh, who's one of the most active validators in cosmos uh, they run relayers uh, I, I think for neutron and for a bunch of other chains but uh, lemons maybe you could introduce yourself and, and talk about the proposal what this proposal is all about uh, and, and how is it going to help persistence and, and the ecosystem yeah, very happy to do so. Uh, thank you, Michael, for uh, the intro. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Clemens from Crypto Crew. Who, uh, for everybody who doesn't know us, we're a validator and Web3 infrastructure provider with a dedicated technical focus and a special focus on the Cosmos and IVC relaying. Uh, we began our official operations with the genesis of Osmosis over two years ago. And today, we're validating uh, 39 chains and are ever-growing uh, and have been uh, validating persistence mainnet since the genesis. Um, we are one, or we were one of the first, and today we are one of the most performant and active IBC relayers in the interchain ecosystem. We're active on almost 50 chains, uh, and we've already relayed uh, many, many millions of transactions. Um, we have professional IBC uh, service relationships with a number of teams, including Osmosis or Kava, um, but we're also closely working together with maintainers and core teams uh, like informal systems, injective skip, uh, secret labs, and many others. Um, 
We do mainly focus on IBC, but we also uh, offer a range of other infrastructure services for the chains we validate, uh, like a snapshot service, daily false state exports, uh, and more. Um, we are a team of seven, and um, we have... We are very honored to have been recently favored as the main IBC relayer service provided by the Persistent Labs team uh, in a recent proposal, which is now live uh, on the Persistence Forum. Check it out uh, if you haven't seen it until now. Um, our object objective goal of this project is um, to enhance the IBC user experience of the PStake and Dexter product suites. CryptoCrew will operate very performant and redundant IBC relayers on all interchain accounts uh, and also the maybe IBC transfer channels. Um, let's dive a little bit into interchain accounts. What is this? Um, what essentially happens uh, when a user liquid stakes or also redeems a token on PStake, an IBC packet is created that contains the delegation data. This packet is then picked up by IBC relayers who transfer the data to the so-called host chain, um, which is the chain that the user wants to liquid stake the tokens on. So currently the Cosmos Hub with SDK Atom and Osmosis with SDK Osmo. And only after the packet is acknowledged on the persistence chain, the so-called controller chain, um, the SDK tokens, the liquid staked tokens can be handed to the user in return. Um, but we'll not only support this crucial piece of infrastructure for um, the P-Stake product suite, um, we'll also include, include the IBC transfer channels, the major IBC transfer channels that are strategic, strategically important for asset onboarding and offboarding um, to Dexter. We offer a specific service level agreement uh, in our relaying service um, that is outlined uh, on, the proposal, uh, on, the, on the forum currently. Um, um, it includes a 99% uptime uh, SLA in the last 30 days, um, which equates to a total maximum downtime of about eight hours per month. Um, we respond to um, pager duty alerts, meaning severe alerts within 30 minutes. Um, we have a 24 seven incident response team in place, of course, and we provide full redeployment readiness at any given day, meaning our team and our integration pipeline can handle a full disaster recovery with, uh, in an acceptable recovery time uh, at any given day. <clears throat> Having uh, a quick look at the proposed deliverables, our services will include um, a private node for all supported chains and also a private archival node uh, for the persistence mainnet uh, for enhanced RPC reliability. Um, for sure, you can understand as a relayer, we are not able to offer 99% uptime uh, SLA if we don't maintain our own nodes on all chains. So this is uh, part um, of, of the service scope. Um, it also includes IBC path creation and persisting IBC relaying service uh, on all interchain accounts and IBC transfer channels between persistence and the supported counterparty chains, which will be a total of six in the current package. Um, of course, continuous monitoring and metrics collection um, will provide a Grafana dashboard, a private Grafana dashboard and private coordination channels for uh, collaborators from persistence labs. And um, we'll also provide a public Grafana dashboard for IBC performance, uh, relayer performance monitoring on the persistence chain, um, which will be rolled out in production in the course of the service term. Um, speaking shortly about the service term, the initial service term is limited to uh, six months. In this six months, the persistence community can judge the quality of our service. Um, we will also create and publish two quarterly service reports to provide a comprehensive overview about the ongoing service statistics. Um, 
but also including possible incident reports if there are any and post-mortems uh, of which we hope there aren't too many, of course. Um, the quote offered uh, is $4,800 per month for the complete package um, and the proposed budget includes the cost for the physical infrastructure, the DevOps wages, a flat rate gas cost compensation plan for all six counterparty chains, um, which is um, actually $1,800 per month, um, which is included in this package and the hosting cost for uh, the public monitoring and alert systems and also, of course, the private monitoring and alert systems. Um, and as the service is proposed and based uh, on the governance proposal on the persistence mainnet, um, the budget is calculated uh, on base of a 30-day time-weighted average price of the XPRT token, uh, and, and it includes a 10% safety margin. Uh, any unused portion of that safety margin will, of course, be returned to the community pool from our side pending approval. Um, I think that's pretty much from my side. Um, if there are any questions, I'm totally happy um, to, to receive them now. Thank you. Thank you so much, Clemens. That was uh, very informative and uh, I think you covered most of the points there were to cover. I, I think this was more inf inf uh, informative than the actual forum post itself. But yeah, thank you for covering that. I think for questions, I, we just have another 30 more minutes. So uh, maybe for questions, uh, we can, if people, if anybody has any questions, we could just jump on to forum.persistence.one and and share your feedback or, or ask your questions. I think Clemens, Yaren, myself, we are all available to respond to any queries that that, uh, that may come on, onto the forum. Uh, moving on to the thanks, thanks again, Clemens, and, and feel free to jump off. I know uh, we pulled you in at the very last minute. <laughs> and thank you for, for joining as well. Uh, moving on to the next uh, section, I wanted to talk about the, the developments of the year because Yaren, you briefly touched upon it. You said, if you look at the things we've done this year, you'd know that you know we are actually capable of of capable in a very good way of of shipping products and building things. And there's been a lot of progress and and growth when it comes to delivering uh, high quality secure products. So, do you want to maybe t talk about what are the things that that we've uh, shipped this year and and what are the things that excite you the most? You know, uh, something that you thought was was really exciting and. Uh, you think the team spent a lot of time working towards it uh, anything definitely um i mean and, uh, i think it's hard to um come into like a, a call like this and kind of have don't have like a recency bias in a way of like um, the the most recent things and kind of bring those up so um kind of want to start from like in the start of the year i think um it started off with with highlights and i think um to to be honest it's actually been highlight after highlight after highlight um, sometimes there was a week in between these highlights, sometimes a month, um, sometimes two months, but it's been, uh, it's been really cool, uh, to, to kind of work on a lot of different things this year. And I think starting with the, the launch of, of P-Stake support for, uh, SDK Adam in January, um, where we actually use per persistence as the LST issuance layer. Um, I think we saw <clears throat> a huge like um adoption like um and then like the transfer also the migration from the original solution um and uh, we we reached like i think over five million dollars worth of of like uh, tvu or, or like what we call it total value unlocked at, at the uh, all-time highs um and i think that was <clears throat> the, the real starting point of of bringing uh, liquid staking back to cosmos which is actually our, our mission with p-stake so that was super exciting um to start the year off and then not much later we actually 
um, like launched Texter. Uh, I think that was in March, um, which kind of was the start of the the DeFi area or the DeFi era on the on the chain, um, where we like Dexter kind of becomes the liquidity hub uh, on persistence, and then it's optimized for those yield generating assets. Uh, of course, it does much more than just like bringing yield generating assets uh, over <clears throat> over time. Like since the start of Dexter. Um, have started six different pools, I think, uh, together with the community as well. A lot of these were bootstrapped by uh, PCOL, so per, uh, Persistence Community-owned uh, liquidity. Uh, so I think we have pools for assets like XPRT, Atom, SDK Atom, uh, USDC, USDT, and then more recently also DYDX. Um, I think we have more than $5 million worth of trading volume so far. Uh, we've done like some interesting and cool stuff like the trader rebate program, uh, which generated quite a bit of volume. Um, <clears throat> and then most, um, yeah, I think that's, I think, um, yeah, and then like the start of the year, I think those were, I think, the main highlights. And then mid, mid-year, mid I think maybe um, it's, it's something that maybe is a bit less visible to everyone. And then maybe people were like waiting to see like exciting other product updates. But something that, that I thought was a, a big, big highlight was actually the, the VA upgrade, which was called the Pakai upgrade. So we started naming upgrades as well but the v8 upgrade kind of brought the, the chain back to a level where i think we're really at the forefront uh of uh, of things uh when it comes to like uh cosmos chains uh upgraded so many uh different packages to the latest version uh which allowed us to do a lot of cool things more integrations kind kind of basically opening up uh our chain to um to integrate more easily with providers like uh, noble to bring in usdc uh to uh be connected with um providers like aggregators for example like squid or tfm things like that so did a lot of uh, of that stuff that was maybe to users looked a bit more like background stuff but uh, actually for for us it was crucial to kind of bring that huge upgrade in, in terms of code like live and um, one of the main parts I'm missing actually is the LSM part, um, which um, which was also crucial for us to understand the LSM, being able to use that then on the P-stake side uh, when it comes to being able to immediately convert your staked atom into, um, into a liquid staked atom. Um, and also, <clears throat> also actually um, learned or like taught us a lot about um, how this could work also for SDK XPRT as a product that uh, will come up it's something that we didn't come up with like just overnight it's something we started thinking about like early last year and started working towards uh, or sorry early this year and started working towards that uh, that thing um, which we'll be able to deliver uh, early uh, early next year and then more recently if you look at um, some other interesting things that we've built i think is the sdk osmo product um, i think uh, that went live just over like a week ago um, marking like the start actually of PSTEX expansion in the cosmos. We've we've focused on uh, one asset first and making it very scalable. I think with SDK Osmo we went one step further when it comes to scalability, uh, especially when it comes to the validator selection. I think we have a very unique like value proposition there, um, which we also hope to bring to the SDK Atom product uh, soon. But it basically would be the most decentralized um, like delegation of liquid stake across any of the providers, uh, also fully automated. So no such things that um, that require like a, a DAO to uh, to manage or like uh, spend a lot of time on, on certain things and have 
certain influences that ideally we don't want to want want to be there. Um, so yeah, super excited about that. I think the details uh, we've obviously shared and we'll continue to share those uh, on our socials and on our blog, etc. But to me, that's very exciting. Um, and I can actually <laughs> go on and on about like a lot of exciting stuff. But I know we're um, relatively short on time, so I think I'll. I'll pause here and uh, give it back to you, Mikael. Yeah, I think I've been trying to make notes of, of the things you were saying and I, I uh, couldn't keep up, unfortunately. But I, I think V8 Upgrade, you talked about it. Uh, I remember, you know, the team having spent like three months for that upgrade and, you know, it felt like, wow, that's a huge upgrade. That's a huge upgrade. But the most important thing that 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 people might not be aware of is the fact that it actually did put us at the forefront of of you know everything that was happening in Cosmos at the time. We were one of, one of the first chains to go live with uh, you know the the Cosmos SDK version zero point four seven. We were also one of the first chains to support LSM. Uh, so you could actually do LSM, which is the liquidity staking module, which allows you to convert your natively staked assets into liquid staked assets without having to unbond your tokens. You could do that on the persistence chain, and and you know you could. There was no other chain where you could do this on uh, apart from the Cosmos Hub at the time. Uh, so a lot of exciting things happened on on the persistence chain side. Uh, Max, who's on this call, if you if you can see him, uh, you know he was actually he played a cru crucial part in also helping test out the LSM for the Cosmos Hub itself. Uh, you know supporting the 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 team building the LSM, which was occlusion. So uh, we've had a lot of like, you know, uh, team members committing code, not just to the persistence core chain, but also uh, helping Cosmos and, and uh, supporting the ecosystem as, as a whole. The other thing, Yaron, that you talked about was uh, the validator selection mechanism that, that PSTEC recently introduced. I, I know Mark is, is here as well. So Mark, do you want to talk about like what that is? What What's the thought process there? Uh, how does it work? What does it mean for PSTEC and, and liquid staking in general? Because uh, nobody else has, has been able to achieve that. How difficult was it to build a product like that? Yeah, yeah, for sure I will. Um, so um, I think we've come... We've come up with a completely revamped approach on how we select validators and 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 how those validators are going to receive a delegation from Beastech, right? Uh, as as Jiren was saying, like we focused on two main aspects when it comes to this uh, selection criteria, which is decentralization and automation. Um, we've become the the protocol uh, which is more decentralized when it comes to um, 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 distributing uh, delegations, and also the fact that the whole thing is automated. It's, it's a huge quality of improvement that, that allows us to be real quick, to iterate very quickly, and to follow the validator set state of the chain that we are distributing the stake for. Um, we also wanted a solution, right, that moved away from... from. Is it me or have we lost Mark? Oh, I think we've lost I Mark. Think, yeah. I think we lost Mark. Um, yeah, I think we can wait for Mark to come back. But, but yeah, I think what Mark was saying was... Sorry, Tushar, go ahead. You see, saying something. No, 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 please carry on. Yeah, I was just going to say the idea was... for, you know, I think Mark is back. Mark, can you hear me? Oh, did, I, did you not hear me? Hello? Yeah, for the last, oh, uh, I think, 30 I'm seconds. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was speaking alone. Uh, I think someone called me and it, it just got it. Sorry, I'm, I'm so sorry. What, what, what was the last time that you hear? The last thing that you hear, I think you can you can just talk about the thought process, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was saying that we wanted a solution that that uh, that really moved away from from having a very small validator set 
And that said, being chosen by a set of like super strict rules that just the big actors could fulfill. So uh, we wanted to em empower uh, validators to become part of the of the P-Stick set by themselves. And we want to make it in a, in a very easy, clear and understandable process, um, which respect the core values of Proostake. Um, then I was saying that the way this works is that we define a set of, of core metrics by which all validators are evaluated. These metrics include relevant parameters such as commission uh, of the validator, voting power, uptime over a given period of time, etc. And uh, then uh, each of those metrics has its own acceptable values, right? Uh, we compute weights based on those values, and then we update the validator set on chain. Um, the good thing about this is that the whole process is fully automated, as I was saying before. Um, we crafted a, specifically, uh, a specific piece of code which uh, gets data from uh, on-chain, calculates those weights that I was talking about, and then sets, sets them up uh, uh, again uh, via a specific uh, transaction that, that, we, that we used to, to do that. Um, also, as you can imagine, after the weights are updated, the distribution of stake does not align with the, with the new values, hence we need to rebalance. And that's another big piece that we've been working with, uh, uh, that, that we've been working on, which is uh, how to rebalance automatically uh, the stake of validators um, um, on, on our set. Um, that it's something that is on the works, uh, um, but basically uses uh, restake operations on chain. It's a bit complicated, so I'm not going to go into detail, but I just wanted to say that that's something that it's also needed, that we're working on it, and it's going to be live soon as well. Uh, absolutely. Uh, th thank you so much, Mark. That that was, uh, yeah, I think that covers most of the points uh, we could talk about on the variator selection side of things. I think. Uh, Taking a step back, maybe if you look at, for example, the DYDX chain today, uh, which uh, has about 60 active validators. But if you look at the stake distribution, there's three validators that control 60% of, of the voting power on the chain. There's two that control 46. There's five that control, you know, 66%, more than 66% of stake on the chain. That to me is, is absolutely crazy. And th this is because of, of a lack of education when it comes to uh, staking uh, as as a token holder you know uh, users should uh, token holders should be aware of how you know they should contribute to the security of the chain uh, how they can contribute to the liveness of the chain so those are things that uh, that we want to work towards as well uh, if you look at the mechanism that mark just described he mentioned something which says we wanted to empower the validators at, at the at the lower end of the spectrum validators who may not have too many uh, assets staked with them uh, and that's that's very important and it's not just about supporting validators at the lower end of the spectrum i think at the end of the day uh, and this is what yaran you know uh, once told me and and i can't just get it out of my head he said uh, as as a liquid staking provider your job is not to select validators but your job is to deselect the the bad ones basically you're not saying oh i want to select you know this validator that validator which we've seen happen with a lot of liquid staking providers today uh, most that exist today have, have selection processes that uh, follow a set of like committee that looks at, you know, that reviews application. It's, it's a very centralized way of doing things. For us, for PSTAKE, the idea was to make sure that it's not centralized. It's as decentralized as possible. It's fully transparent. So nobody can say, oh, why is this validator in the set and why aren't we? Uh, as long as a validator meets this, this criteria, I think they should be in the set. So that is something that is, is really really important uh for a, for any cosmos chain or for any pos chain for that matter 
and that's something that that you know the peace tech team spent a lot of time on uh, so that's quite interesting uh, mark any any highlights for you from this year what's what's your highlight i think you've been with the persistence labs team for what uh, almost a year now uh, what's been a highlight for you i i think one of the biggest highlights it, it doesn't belong to any of the specific uh, uh, things that we've released that we've made but but when it comes to the team the way that that the team has evolved uh, and and how that has enabled the team to really uh, work very fast and react because we're we're in a, in a context in an environment where things happen really really fast. I've been here for over for like a year and it feels like way more than that. So I think that the way that the team has been has evolved and has been enabled to to work at that pace has been has been one of the biggest highlights for me. We've done a lot of things uh, on the engineering side. One thing that, for example, uh, Ian didn't mention before is like, and to me, it's it's really important. Is is like. In, it was actually part of the V8 upgrade. Is the fact that we completely re-architecture uh, the the liquid staking module uh, to make it uh, so it uh, syncs very well with us in, in terms of like moving fast. That enabled us to onboard new chains uh, in a in a very uh, um, quick manner uh, that doesn't require any code changes that reduces the number of code that we have. I know this is very technical on the and the engineering side, but I think that's very important because uh, one of the key things that we will be doing during the next year is is expansion uh, is is going uh, in, into the cosmos, right? And and I think that was a very um, important step that we took in order to make that feasible. Absolutely, very, very well said. Very well said. Actually, Tushar, I want to ask the same question to you as well. Uh, what's what's been your highlight of the year? Well, no major. I mean, no one highlight. I think for me, it's. Uh, I think it's you know twenty twenty three, you know, in general, uh, because of the overall, you know, broader market, you know, has been a challenging year. I think the highlight has been just persisting through that and continuing to build uh continuing to um build from a from a team perspective from a product perspective from a processes perspective from an external governance perspective from an internal governance perspective um so i, I would say uh just you know um you know putting our heads down as a team and continuing to uh, execute, uh, you know, through tough times and you know through through good times. So, I I don't think for me there's any one moment uh, that stands out in particular. But as Yaron said at the beginning of the call, I think that that desire to continuously improve, I think for me, uh, or continuously level up. I think that's what drives me as well in terms of how to be, how to make uh, the project, you know, better at, at every stage and from different perspectives. So uh, I would say that that is just a continuous highlight, but I would say like that's the highlight every year for me, um, not just for this year. Uh, absolutely. I think persisting through is, has been a highlight of our, of our journey so far as well. So. Uh, every year is the same thing, you know, the the highlight is persisting through and we'll continue to do that every other year as well. Uh, since you mentioned something that Yaron said, Yaron, I'll again come back to you. Uh, you're the director of product here, so I'm going to ask you to share some some updates on, on what's next. You know, we've teased uh, STK XPRT. I, I saw your tweet yesterday. 
Do you want to maybe talk about that? Talk about some of the other things that that may come to the persistence chain or are in motion? Uh, yeah, absolutely. If it's time to share alpha, then um, I'm happy to uh, to do so. Um, I mean, I guess we already like mentioned um, some of the uh, things we are working on, like publicly. I think uh, one of the bigger things is, uh, of course, bringing on the, uh, the the validator rebalancing mechanism also to SDK Atom. Of course, we'll have to um, like see and then get that like um, approved by governance. Uh, I think everyone needs to be on board, set the parameters accordingly, so that we come up with a solution that is fine for Atom as well. Um, but that, of course, we've already uh, already talked about. I think on the Dexter side, um, I think we're very um, happy to see that the proposal for XPRT governance adoption will pass soon as well. Uh, and with that, I think we'll also bring this uh, feature, which uh, is uh, called ILPU. It's actually uh, standing for instant liquidity um, or instant LP uh, on bonding, where LP is like an LP position. Uh, liquidity position actually in um, in Dexter, which will allow um, liquidity providers to actually uh, unbond their liquidity instantly, even they have bonded it for uh, for seven days. Uh, they will actually be able to unbond it uh, at a small uh, at a small cost, uh, get that liquidity instantly. Um, and uh, for this, like it's a, it's a great feature for um, for liquidity providers uh, who can get out of their position very easily. Uh, and for the protocol, it starts to generate some uh, some fees, so that's actually nice uh, to see. So excited about that! Like that will still ship this uh, this year. Um, and um, think now to to come to like the more interesting things that we've teased about a little bit. And I think it's been a a feature that has been demand or like been requested quite often is uh, SDK XPRT. And I think we can start with with that. So SDK XPRT, of course, has um, P-stake does liquid staking. Uh, it's on the persistence chain. I think the, the logical question that we got often is like, why are we not doing SDK XPRT? Um, <clears throat> I think the, the answer is like, we are, we are doing it. Um, it just what, it had to be like the, the right moment. And then we had to have the different pieces of technology in place, um, which actually we've managed to do over, uh, over the years. So it started with um, the adoption of the LSM. That was a core, core piece of technology that we needed. Um, but now I'm happy to announce that actually we have SDK XPRT on our uh, internal testnet, uh, and it will be possible to um, to bring that to uh, to the community um, early January next year. It's still being audited and things like that. Um, but it is in in unique product in its way because we'll uh, we'll offer different things. I think the first part will be to obviously uh, liquid stake the XPRT that you you have available in your wallet. Um, so that you can actually use those tokens in DeFi while you continue to earn your staking rewards. Um, but alternatively, like because um, we also have the LSM on our chain, uh, we will actually allow users to um, to use their staked XPRT as well to convert that into uh, SDK XPRT. Uh, although with the caveat there that, um, and I think this is super cool, and this kind of brings me to. Uh, an announcement of like collaboration between Dexter and, and Pstake, uh, which is the first of its kind, where you can actually immediately bring that um, that SDK XPRT into the pool, uh, which provides liquidity for both XPRT and SDK XPRT at the same time. Um, so you can actually convert your liquids, or sorry, you can convert your staked XPRT into a liquid staked XPRT slash XPRT pool on Dexter. 
in one click. Um, so that's really something super cool and then like required collaboration between the different teams. Uh, it's a part of like uh, or original like on-chain things with uh, like smart contract things combined. So I don't gotta don't don't want to go into the specifics and then the technical details. Uh, but to me, it's super exciting that we can bring this feature and kind of have a win-win. Like we have the SDK XPRT for PStake, which will uh, hopefully create a lot of, of traction and, and TVL. Uh, but it will also allow uh, Dexter to create that liquidity for the pool uh, and for the token at the same time. So it's the first of its kind. Um, and um, yeah, I'm super excited about it. <clears throat> now, um, besides that, I think PStake has a few other uh, very like cool announcements or like a very cool expansion plan. I think it includes uh, tokens like SDK DYDX, uh, SDK uh, TIA for Celestia, um, a little bit less concrete on, on dates there because we're very dependent on what the, what those teams will uh, will allow us and like what what they will ship. Um, but definitely a lot of highlights there. Um, and then I'm not sure if uh, I'm allowed Mikhail already to go into the next step or like like what this collaboration between Dexter and Peace kind of made us realize. Can I can I go into those details already or should I? Wait absolutely, uh, absolutely, go for it. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so, what like one of the things that we realized by um, having like people like from different teams, like between Dexter and and Peacetake and and also the Core One chain, work very closely together, is that actually the the sum of the parts. I think as as Tushar mentioned it in the beginning of the call is often bigger um, bigger than the the parts itself. Um, and uh, the cool thing about that is that, like, what we realized is actually that we're building an ecosystem where you have um, you have um, the chain, of course, which is like the the backbone of everything. Then you have the PStake app, and we, we're attracting users there, attracting TVL there. Uh, we have branding there. We have everything there. On the Dexter side, it's, it's similar. Like we have a, a different app, everything uh, trying to to kind of bring users there, bring TVL, bring traction there. Um, but what we realized is actually if we cooperate. Uh, we can do a lot more with, uh, like, with the same amount of of, of means. Um, so we came up with the the thought process of um, what would these things look like now if they're like more tightly integrated. Um, and of course, the the SDK XPRT feature that we are bringing um, is a first uh, is a first of those. But actually, we're going to go one step further and we're going to bring um, something which for which we haven't really fully decided yet on the, on the name and. Um, we'll we'll see about that, but so far, <clears throat> I like to call it like the persistent super app or the persistence hub or some things like that, where you can actually do a lot of these things that you currently can do on both Beastake and Dexter, but you can do them in one smooth app. Like we we've had um, the great benefit of like uh, being able to liquid stake and um, and um, let's say use that use your liquid staked assets on on one chain without having to swap switch chains and then use IBC transfer between those, but you still had to change apps. Now that win with, once we have like a unified app or a super app, you won't even have to change apps. You can actually do all of that, um, that in the uh, persistence app itself. Um, so that will be super cool uh, to kind of bring those things together. It will be easy. Like you mint, let's say SDK DYDX, and you can immediately use that on Dexter. Um, and uh, that would actually all use the same front end. Um, that would be super, super cool and handy, so that users don't have to switch uh, switch around. So that's one of the things we're we're working on. Uh, designs already. 
um, kind of have a very high level idea of how all of that will uh, will work. So that's something we're shipping somewhere uh, somewhere in 2024, but super excited about that. Um, then maybe one thing I'm not sure, uh, Mikhail, if we've mentioned it already, but so the, re- <laughs> the, the thing on SDKXPRT, um, we're actually going to call it something that might sound familiar to, to some people. So um, this feature that we've come up with, it's called uh, Superfluid LPing. Um, so I'm not sure um, how familiar people are with the, the term of like superfluid uh, staking, which is a term that was uh, was uh, created by, by the Osmosis team in which um, once you have an LP position, um, basically what they do on Osmosis is that you can... Um, or a part of that LP position is in the background going to be staked um, to earn extra rewards, actually, to make sure that those tokens are efficiently used and kind of increases capital efficient, efficiency that way. So that's called superfluid staking by osmosis. Now, what is superfluid LPing by persistence? Um, it's actually something very similar. So on osmosis, you first LP and then stake. On persistence, what you'll be able to do is you'll first stake and then LP. Um, so that's why, why we call this feature Superfluid LP, um, but that kind of summarizes the, the feature that we're bringing uh, in January. Um, I know I've jumped around a little bit from SDKXPRT to SuperApp and, and back to SDKXPRT, uh, but it's just to show like how everything is actually very connected in a way. Um, and um, yeah, once like uh, XPRT governance is like fully adopted for Dexter as well, I think it will be such a huge benefit to kind of bring things even closer together, make it even tighter, and all of this will kind of benefit uh, UX and UI uh, for uh, for our users. Um, not sure if I missed anything, Mikhail. Feel free to jump in. Uh, no, I think uh, you've spoken more than I, I, I thought you would. <laughs> no, yeah. Too much, too much alpha. Yeah, I I think so. But there's no such thing as too much alpha. I think I can mm-hmm. give a few more. From my perspective, you know, uh, just adding to what Yeren has, has already said, I, I think this year has been quite interesting in the sense that we have a lot more uh, insights about what works and what does not and, and what we really need to be spending our time on. Uh, if you look at the decisions that, that have been made, for example, with SDK XPRT itself, the decision was that why do you as a user if you hold you know if you if you have like 100 100 staked xprt and that's all you have today you would have to convert it into an lsm based like stk xprt first and then swap half of it to get xprt then go to dexter and and you know lp it why do all of that and that's what the persistence vision is when we say it's about building the liquid staking economy it's about doing things that any other chain can potentially do, but also cannot do if you don't have tightly integrated applications. So the idea to have a chain where you own the entire stack, you can own every single element of the stack, whether it's about block production, whether it's about MEV, you know, whatever it is, you can control all of it. And you can integrate these applications so tightly and, and closely together that the user does not have to worry about oh, am I using PSTEC or am I using Dexter uh, or am I using another product on the chain? The user cares about using, maybe it's it's the super app that what you haven't talked about. So th- that's that's very exciting to me. And, and I think that's the direction we are going to head towards. With PSTEC in particular, there'll be a lot of exciting things as well. I think DYDX opens a huge market for liquid staking in Cosmos. Uh, for for PSTEC, the bet 
to to build liquid staking for Cosmos was made in 2020 when when liquid staking was like like I've said in the past, you know, it wasn't very sexy to build liquid staking uh, or even to think about staking. Obviously, people in Cosmos cared about staking, but nobody in the industry actually cared about staking. So we've made the right bet since 2019. Uh, we've always, you know, headed in the right direction, and and we've always executed uh, with the same intensity. Now we have, you know, we've improved on on how we can execute and. For 2024, the, the most important goal for us is to have traction adoption and, and you know, build products that people really enjoy using and, and you wake up, you, you're like, okay, I want to do something. Okay, but why do I have to go on five different applications? I'll just go to persistence and do these things. So that's kind of where we are headed towards. And if you look at, you know, uh, where Cosmos is, is headed as well, I think I've spent four years now in Cosmos and I've never really been as bullish as I am today about Cosmos because of, of where it is headed. The fact that governance can actually say, okay, you know, we should cut down max inflation to, to 10%. That to me is phenomenal because this could not have been done a year ago or, or even six months ago. So Cosmos has, has definitely moved in the right direction and, and the bet that Persistence P-Stake Dexter have made to, to build in Cosmos is also the right one. Uh, you look at Osmosis, which is the leading DEX uh, in, in Cosmos today. Uh, it leads a, by a huge margin to the second closest you know, Cosmos DEX, which is Astroport. But for us, I think the bet for P-Stake, if, if you recently saw the forum post on, on Astroport forum that, that I, I made, which was about P-Stake Persistence Labs acquiring uh, some Astro tokens uh, to support P-Stake and, and other applications that, that build in Persistence, uh, to, to build liquidity for those assets, uh, the persistence-based assets on, on Astroport. That's a huge decision for us because uh, if you look at you know Astroport and, uh, and you look at their history, they have had a proven track record of, of you know product market fit on Terra in the past. Uh, they had, I think, a billion dollar plus in TVL, if I'm not wrong. Uh, the team is, is still building and still hustling. So for us, it's it's about working with the right kind of people and, and associating the, the project with, with the right projects. And that's what we'll continue to do. So uh, we have a lot of things in, in the pipeline, like Jaren has already highlighted, and, and I'm not going to repeat uh, the same thing. Uh, so yeah, I think that brings me to that brings us to the end of the call. And and maybe before we end the call, uh, we can we can uh, ask everyone to just come on and maybe share what what they are most excited about going into 2024. And, and we'll start with Mark, and, and then Jaren, you can answer that and, and we'll wait for Tushar at the end. Yeah, for me, it's it's all about uh, getting getting all that we have built uh, during not, not just as a product, but as a company as well during during the last year and, and putting putting it in action so we can we can get the most out of it during 2024. I think there's a lot of things that that are coming also uh, the market and the and this the crypto scene is like it's, it's, it's reviving, it seems so that that's something really good as well. And and yeah, just uh, Riding the wave, trying to 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 be uh, better ourselves, improve as much as we can in all all the all the senses, and 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 keep building great products. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Jaren, do you wanna go next? Yeah, I mean, I think not pointing out any like specific product features, um, but just overall look. I think um, I, I always like think of it like the last couple of years we've just kind of been building the machinery we've been training like if you make the comparison back to to sports i feel like we've just we've only been just warming up and like we've been training and we've like we've been oiling the machine like training the muscles in a way and i do think like 
Um, we haven't even like been able even to show exactly what we're capable of, uh, but I do have to believe that we're super capable of kind of doing anything we kind of set our mind to. Um, and I feel like finally now with like the, the, I think more recently, like the interest kind of coming back to Cosmos and like the attention and the eyes actually finally coming, coming to Cosmos that we know it deserves. Um, I feel like we're really like set up for, uh, for great things like coming, uh, coming next year. And like, we'll continue to execute. We'll continue to improve like on a daily basis, even if it's like a, a point of a percent every day that we improve, I think just keeping that, like raising the bar for ourselves, kind of continue to, to improve, learn, deliver, um, and, and know that we will out execute a lot of people in the industry. I think uh, just that belief is, uh, is there and like super confident in our ability to kind of continue to deliver and be one of the strongest projects in the entire industry. Um, so that's what I'm most like bullish about in, in 2024 is just bullish on ourselves, you know. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Tushar, anything from your side? Um, I think, um, and I've highlighted this in the previous community calls, and, you know, we've made some improvements there, but, um, you know, I feel, you know, there's uh, still a lot of scope for improvement still, um, is, and which Yaron kind of alluded to, is just being more out there and being more visible, uh, which is, uh, for me, the highest priority and what the what persistence needs the most. Uh, so uh, I think 2024, uh, I'm sure from a lot of different perspectives on the on the product front, we will uh, continue to innovate and and put out interesting products, interesting features. Uh, but uh, I think the highest priority um, and the highest you know to do item on my list uh, is to make sure that. Uh, uh, persistence gets uh, a huge amount of visibility, and uh, and we're able to do you know uh, justice to you know everything that we're building. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, we do intend to do justice to to everything we've been building. Uh, yeah, I think we are already ten minutes over time, but maybe I can open the floor for a few questions, two or three questions, and and. Uh, then we can end the end the call. Uh, if if you guys have any questions, feel free to request to be a speaker. And I think Robin can can pick you up. I think we have Rebel DeFi. Hi Rebel, go ahead. Hi guys, Rebel DeFi here. Um, I I really like all this stuff about increasing visibility, and I think it was was Aaron that posted the. Um, prop on the, the Astroport forum about entering the Astro Wars. I, th I think that's brilliant for increasing persistence visibility. Um, as as we're sort of talking about what's happening with persistence in 2024, I mean, is there anything you can say about um, the plans to? I mean, there was a lot of pushback on that on that forum post, but I'd I think you're still planning on getting involved with the Astro Wars. Is there anything you can say on that? Yeah, I, I can uh, maybe answer that question. So, uh, absolutely, uh, there's still plans to acquire Astro tokens, and and we've been in touch with the Delphi Labs team, and we'll continue to work with them to to build out that position. And uh, we can understand there's some uh, complexities with with a deal, and and maybe that's you know 
uh, every DAO would have these complexities. So uh, we are happy to work with the Delphi Labs team to to figure out a way to to acquire those tokens, and and that's what we are working towards. So we stake persistence will definitely be a part of Astro Wars, and and we intend to. Um, you know, m- make all these SDK assets that we issue highly, highly liquid on on Astroport on Neutron and align not just with Astroport but also align with with the broader atom economic zone and and the Cosmos community. Awesome! Thanks for sharing that. Thanks a lot for your question, Rebel DeFi. Uh, we also have Stake and Relax Validator. Um, please go ahead. Hey guys, thank you for having me. Uh, I was actually like super prepared to ask like several questions um, for for the space, but um, you answered like literally every single one of them. Uh, you gave like also really really good insights uh, as a as a retrospect um, for 2023 and like also the outlook for 2024. And I just wanted to give you a, a, a huge kudos and shout out like you guys really hustling uh, in the background more or less. And, and now we see like everything comes together, uh, all the small pieces, um, uh, especially also the prop with the 600K Atom. Uh, I think that was quite important uh, also for visibility that you guys are still here and working. Um, also like with Dexter, um, also like the, the, the new, new alpha that Jerome just uh, announced here in this space. So uh, I think 2024 is gonna be a bright, future and bright uh, time for for persistence and uh, uh, i mentioned it also before already um i think that the reason why it's also so important to have you guys here and like grinding and, and working and like pushing that forward uh is also like from a sign of of uh, competitors in the landscape right like we saw in the eve ecosystem we just said lido and like that led us to a lot of civilization issues uh, and we kind of had that also in Cosmos to stride. And now with like persistence coming back, uh, we see at least two major player uh, in this in this sector. So I think that's quite important to have like some kind of competition there and like two projects working on that. And um, like every every project and every team has like maybe different insights and different uh, thinking process. So like I think that's um, net value for the whole Cosmos ecosystem. And just wanted to thank you. Thanks, thanks a lot, Zach, and uh, you know, thank you first of all for for your support as well. You've been uh, very helpful in in giving us feedback on Prop Eight Fifty Three, and so uh, from from my perspective, the only thing I would add there is for persistence. The goal is not just to compete with Stride; it's it's about building an ecosystem of of around liquid staking. So persistence goes much beyond than than what Stride does, uh, in my opinion. And uh, obviously, c- competition is something we all look forward to. Like, you know, Tushar talked about it, Yaren talked about it. You know, everybody in the persistence team kind of, all of us see ourselves as athletes. It's about competition and winning. So obviously we are going to enjoy, you know, being in a competition. But for us, it's about truly building something, something meaningful and and having fun while doing that. So yeah, but, you know, super thankful for your support and and all the kind words. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. And um, as as, as this is a retrospect for 2023, uh, I'm like I see like you you're working on a lot of stuff and like in the long term that will like also play out uh, on the market cap and everything. Like I I know we're not here to discuss prices, but uh, maybe uh, as this is the retrospect, can you maybe highlight the difference between P stake and the persistence token uh, and the the utility for the ecosystem, especially like 
uh, as you just mentioned, you're going to work to build like a whole ecosystem and not just like a liquid staking protocol. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's maybe a, a really good question to answer because th that's something we did not cover today. So uh, persistence, uh, when we first started building persistence, the idea was to actually in 2019, this is 2019, when uh, app, there were like five or six chains within Cosmos that, that were not live on mainnet, but were building something. So we, we were trying to bring real world assets on, on the persistence chain. But in 2020, we realized there's no product market fit for that. And it's quite a complex thing to do. And, and if you look at it in 2023, there's still no product market fit for real world assets. We've seen a few projects come out, but that hasn't, you know, really, uh, yeah, no project has been able to do justice to 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 that so uh, in 2020 we pivoted towards liquid staking but the idea for p stake was that p stake is going to be the protocol that issues these liquid stake tokens but xprt is the token that secures the persistence chain uh, you can't really have a liquid staking token which is the p stake token be responsible for an ecosystem when you're going to have multiple applications on your chain you can't have the liquid staking token be the same as the token that secures everything else on the chain so XPRT remains the the at the heart of persistence. It's the most like I would say, without XPRT, everything else in persistence kind of falls apart. And with P stake, the goal is to go outside, not just stay within the Cosmos ecosystem. But if you look at it, P stake already supports the liquid staking for BNB chain. So P stake, the token is also the governance token for liquid staking around uh, you know P stake's liquid staking solution for BNB and it could support other assets as well outside Cosmos, but XPRT is responsible solely for the persistence chain and, and applications within the persistence chain. So maybe that's like a small difference, uh, I, I, a big difference I would highlight in a small way, but the, the, the other question, which is about building the ecosystem. So I think if you look at it, uh, what, what some projects in Cosmos have done is, is they've built a product and they've been vertically integrated uh, with, with other applications on top of the, uh, of that one application that they first built for us it's it's first about like if you look at building a liquid staking ecosystem the first step is to issue those lsts to begin with the next step is to build liquidity for those lsts and then the third step is you use those lsts as collateral to borrow against them but you can only get to the third step if you have enough liquidity for for those liquid stake tokens so for us the primary goal is to make sure that the, the most important goal, in fact, uh, is to make sure that we P-Stake issues those LSTs, uh, which is SDK Atom, SDK Osmo, SDK DYDX, uh, SDK XPRT, and Dexter can can enable the, the building of liquidity for these assets. And then we go after the other use cases, uh, one after the other. So that's that's how we look at the ecosystem. But for now, I would only say that the goal is going to be P-Stake, Dexter, and, and the chain itself for the, for the foreseeable future, at least. Thanks for the insight. Thank you very much for your question. Stay and relax. Um, we are running a little bit over time. I don't know if we have time for one more question. No, I, I think we can do just one last question. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, I think Abram is also here on the call. Please ask your question. Thanks. Okay, uh, thank you. Uh, hi, everyone. It's, uh, it's very hard to hear you. I'm not sure if I'm the only yeah. one, but I, I can't hear you. Yeah, even even for me, very yeah, thank you. Can you hear me now? I think it's better. Yes, no. that's better. Is it better? Sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, I 
Yeah, yeah, we can hear you, Abraham. Please go ahead. Okay, okay. Hi, everyone. It's uh, Abraham. Uh, nice being here and seeing great minds uh, discussing a lot of uh, progressive stuff for Cosmos and Pistec and LSD and so on. Okay, so I just want to ask a question concerning uh, liquid staking derivatives. Because recently I've seen lots of uh, community members, aside from Pistec, or from other communities, projects providing liquid staking, asking uh, stuff about uh, if LSDs will be a criteria for an airdrop, you know, stuff like that. So I just want to ask if, if there is any possibility of such happening in future or something. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to take that? I didn't get the full question. Any possibility of what happening in the future? Airdrops for liquid stake token holders. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, that's something. I mean, it's always been a, a difficult, uh, difficult um, thing to achieve, like fully uh, automated uh, in a way and, and like by code. Um, I think we've mentioned this before, so I can't remember when or, or where. But um, typically, to get airdrops to um, um, liquid stakes hold uh, like or SDK assets uh, holders, um, there's there's a lot of like um, BD involved in a way, and it's like really. Um, it's all about uh, making sure that we are connected to the team so that they would allow to uh, distribute the airdrop to our stakers uh, as well. Uh, and that's something we're definitely working towards, um, but it's not an easy one to uh, to crack. And I'll, I'll tell you why, because most of these airdrops now, like um, they have a lot of restrictions in place so that they can't be gamed. Um, and uh, there's typically certain things called like whale caps. So if, for example, uh, what I, let's say it would be for atom stakers uh, anyone staking between i don't know let's say 50 and and uh, 5000 atom uh, would get a certain amount and that would probably vary based on like how much they stake but anyone above 5000 would probably still get the same amount as someone who stakes 5000 even if you stake 500000 atom and so that's the problem with what we have on like um the, the stk atom product for example um because everything is delegated from one specific account and to an airdrop uh, project, if we would uh, try to automate it, um, we would only get that like capped amount, uh, which we then would be able to distribute. So the the long answer or the short answer is that uh, currently it's very hard to do so, and the only way is to um, to do BD really with with any of the new projects that is airdropping. Um, that is definitely something we're working on, and like Mikhail has been going at these things like very. Uh, openly like uh, in the last couple of, of months really trying to build all these relationships all these uh, connections with different uh, different networks different projects um, but this is also where we count on our community to kind of support and like let us know up front if there are any potential like projects that would be uh, interested in doing these things collaborating with us um, because that's where we'll be able to help the most because then we can provide like a lot of data, like saying these are the the, the users of SDK Atom. These should actually get an airdrop. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a lot of uh, effort, um, but we are definitely trying to streamline things on our side so that we can provide that data easily. Easily, but we'll most likely always need an introduction to the team to make it happen. Um, for now, at least. I hope that answers the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get you. I get you. Thank you. That's cool. Thank you. 
Thanks, Ibram. Thank you, everyone, for joining in. It's a great session. I really enjoyed talking about things. And we'll be around. If you have any questions, jump into our Telegram or Discord and, and feel free to ask your questions. Uh, thanks, everyone. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a Thank good end so of much. the year. Thank you. <clears throat> Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse Misrepresenting the first Come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash Is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here Looking faceless Trying to make a living Selling friendship bracelets Dead ends Dragging out the max amount of payments Red down Days. Got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear, flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting knotters And then to end a long day, eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds, fond doing the morning Forming mycological bonds, click the cap Yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first Serve mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max Amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage, like the shit is played for keeps clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines. They call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle. Beats tearing apart your community. All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity. Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each. I'm on the back, ten stargazing after the siege. Commanding all the management to grab a few seats, and then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east. Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats. Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming. The streets, yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats. And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each. Motherfuckers, fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve. Mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth. Say and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Spaces.